Welcome to Thinking Into Success. I'm Dr. J.A. Jones, your spiritual coach, encourager, and friend. I'm here to help you find spiritual solutions to real problems. Each week, we deliver solutions to issues you face in life. Let's get started. How to be free from anxiety. From Philippians chapter number four, verse number six, it says this, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. God wants you free from anxiety. Now, I want to share this passage with you today to give you the biblical wisdom in relation to overcoming or being free from anxiety. There's so many people in our society, obviously, that are suffering uh, uh, from anxiety. Now, there's always a solution to every problem. Now, in this particular passage, I want you to uh, really tune in to what I'm sharing with you today. Now, it's a powerful passage for you to know. Now, in this passage, we're referencing what Paul had to say about anxiety. Now, if anyone had a good reason to be anxious, I would say it would be Apostle Paul. You know, because in one passage in this uh, scripture here, actually in Philippians chapter number four, his friends were uh, at Philippi were disagreeing with one another. And this is what he said in verse number one, Philippians four, verse one. Therefore, my beloved and long for brethren, my joy and crown. So stand fast in the Lord, beloved, be united. He, that's his prayer and desire. Now, verse two says this, I implore Judea and I implore Sinting to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companions, help these women who labor with me in the gospel with Clement also and the rest of my fellow workers and whose names are in the book of life. Now, there were preachers in Rome who were filled with envy and strife and out to get the apostle Paul. Have anybody ever been out to get you at work? Mm -hmm. At home, could have been a friend that used to be a friend. They was a best friend. Now they are your enemy. It could be somebody that you didn't even see coming. You know, you ever heard this expression? I did not see that coming. So you got to realize there's could be people that are out to get you in one way or another. They may want to write you up. They may want to just talk about you no matter what it is that we all got enemies. We all got haters. Now, some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife. That's what it says also in Philippians 1 and 15, and some also from goodwill. Now, the top this, oh, Paul himself was under arrest. You know, he was awaiting trial and possible execution. Throughout this particular book, throughout this book of Philippians, the Philippian book, as he wrote to the Philippians, and he's want you and I to understand this as well. A common phrase or a common word that he used 
is rejoice. Mm -hmm. Rejoice. You know, this book is full of joy, but he always kind of encouraged those that would listen to what he had to say. Rejoice in the Lord or just rejoice. And obviously Paul had found the key or he understood the key to being free from anxiety without a doubt. Now, I want to share with you what he has shared uh, with them. It says, be anxious for nothing. I just read it in verse number six, Philippians four and six. So once we understand this passage, you know, I want to examine the keys. I believe that will help you and I to understand anxiety and how to be free from it. Understanding the nature of anxiety. That's the first thing you got to comprehend. Now, the word anxious, you know, it means this, to be pulled in different directions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you ever felt like you're being pulled in different directions? Pull left, pull right. Somebody wants you over here and another person wants your attention over there. And sometimes you're being pulled different directions in your mind. You know, you have one thought over here and another thought over there. And you just don't know how to uh, be single focused or singly focused on one area because life would try to pull you apart. Matter of fact, it means to be pulled in different directions. For example, our hopes pulls us in one direction and then our fears can pull us in the opposite direction. So to be anxious is to be pulled apart. Mm -hmm. Now the word worry is a synonym for anxiety. In its English and our origins presents a different yet informative picture. It comes from the word meaning to strangle. Mm -hmm. Yes, to strangle. If you ever really worried, you know how it does indeed strangle or stifle or suppress a person. If you ever really worried, you know, I used to be a worry holic. My mother worried growing up and I learned it from her. She would sit down in her room and she would make me sit down next to her. And she began to worry about life, worry about, you know, my brothers and worry about what's going on. And, and I used to observe her rocking back and forth and, and just talking about where, where is this and what's going on with that. And, and she would have that worry look on her face. So I kind of grew up with that mindset. And, and I realized when I became an adult, because I began to worry as well. Do you know that some childhood experiences can roll over into your adulthood experiences? If you don't become aware of that, it can overcome you. Now, in fact, worry or anxiety has a definite physical side effects. Mm -hmm. Headaches, neck pains, ulcers, back pains, etc., etc. And it goes on and on. So when you're in a state of anxiety and worry, it can definitely affect your health. Matter of fact, worry affects our thinking. Not only our thinking, but our, our digestive system and even your coordination. That's the power of worry and, and other things as well. Now, other thoughts when I talk about the nature of anxiety, from a spiritual perspective, anxiety is wrong thinking and wrong feeling about circumstances, people, and things. 
Anxiety is the greatest thief of joy. Mm -hmm. It is not enough for us to tell ourselves, stop being anxious. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's important to talk to yourself without a doubt. I talk to myself as much as I can to make sure I'm going down the right path or I need to stay alert or be sober minded or make sure I really get with the program, as we say. Now, you can tell yourself, stop being anxious, but in an effort to stop the thief from stealing our peace and joy, you got to realize anxiety is an inside job. It takes more than good intentions mm -hmm, and to realize that you have victory over worry. Yes, you can have good intentions, but you got to know that you really, as a Christian, as a believer, you already have victory over worry. But I'm going to show you the antidote to anxiety and how it's expressed by Paul in this particular passage, in this particular uh, 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 scripture that we're reading and I'm sharing with you today. Now, you win because you have the victory over anxiety. And I want to show you how you win. The antidote is the right kind of praying. Mm -hmm. You got to know how to pray. In which we pray about what? Everything. You got to pray about everything and worry about nothing. Like the hymn, Paul encourages us to take everything to God in prayer. Mm -hmm. Yes, you do. Now look at it this way as well. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. I'm going to say it one more time. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Most people have a tendency to pray about the big things and they forget to pray about the little things because little things left unattended can grow up to become big things. Someone said, I think in the scripture it says the small foxes spoil the vine. See, God desires for us to talk to him about everything, not just the things you choose to, but everything because God cares about you. Not only that, he cares about what you care about. Now, in which we pray and how to pray, you got to pray without a doubt. But then it says, pray and supplication. Prayer is the general word for making a request known to God. It carries the thought of adoration, devotion, and worship. Mm -hmm. Yes, you must adore him. You must devote your life to him. You must worship him in spirit and in truth. You must worship him. Take time out of your day. Take time out of your week to worship God. And sometimes worship is not just by yourself, but it's going to a location called it like a church where you can go and gather with other people and worship together. So you can be strengthened as well as be a strength to somebody else. Now, wherever you find yourself filled, whenever, listen to me, whenever you find yourself filled with anxiety, our first action ought to be to spend time alone with God in prayer, mm -hmm. adoring him, having sincere worship. When you find that place, you feeling anxious, in other words, you just get away. Sometimes you may have to go to the restroom. You may have to go to the closet, not literally in the closet, but if you have to do it, you have to go to another room in the house. You may have to go outside if you're at work, 
wherever you have to go, you have to sometime take a break in the day to worship God. Now, adoring God helps us to remember the greatness and his majesty mm -hmm. because God is a great God. You must realize that he is big enough to solve every problem you will ever have. He's big enough to solve every problem. No matter what it is, God can help you with the problem because there's always a solution to every problem. And many times we are so quickly to rush into his presence, you know, and just tell him all of our problems without worshiping him. You know, the Lord's prayer, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That means you have to worship him. You must realize that he is holy. Hallowed be thy name, his kingdom come. So yes, you got to tell him your problems, but you got to worship him. You just got to just be very sincere and open your heart and just give him your care. Because freedom comes uh, from anxiety when you spend more time with the one that can help you. God will help you to be free, but it takes time. Mm -hmm. You know, some people want to get out of their problems quickly, but they did not mm -hmm, get in them quickly. Some things just takes time to get through or to get a breakthrough. Now, God can do anything at any time, but a lot of times we think God can fix our problems right away mm -hmm. because we want him to do it our way and not his way. We live in a Burger King society. If you don't know what I mean by that, you want to have it your way. I know when I used to go to Burger King and I worked at Burger King years ago, actually. Actually, when I was really young, 16, 17 years old, I worked at Burger King. And I believe the slogan back then was, have it your way. You can walk into the burger shop. You can fix your burger. Or actually, they will fix it for you. And obviously, you can say, this is what I want. I don't want ketchup. I want extra cheese. I want double, a double patty. I want a, a double burger. You know, I want you to toast my bun. Whatever you want, they say you can have it your way. But that's not how life really works. You got to take your time and really give God the glory. Because supplication is this. You make your request known to God. Now, that involves sincere sharing your problem and your need. God will give you freedom from anxiety. Because if you're not <laughs> in it all the way, you're really not going to get the full benefit. God is not a genie as well. You don't just rub him three times and expect to get three wishes to get you out of some situations. But you got to be sincere. I'm not saying just being emotional, just being emotional, but just open your heart because you know, we can see the outside, but God sees our heart. God sees your heart right now. He sees right where you are. He sees your intention. He sees your motive. And he sees whether you're serious or not. But you got to come to God sincerely. And God will move on your behalf. Because it's not about how much you talk as well. How much you pray. 
It's about your sincerity. One scripture says this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 11. It says, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who acts receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. What man there is among you, if his son acts for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he acts for a fish? Will he give him a serpent? If then you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask? And one translation, I believe, say, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. Now, realize this. Prayer is important. Jesus himself offered up prayers and supplications. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7, he did so with passion, cries, and tears. Now, what this means to us as you're listening, suggesting true sincerity is making your request to God. That's what he did. He was very sincere with his heavenly father. Now, how do we pray? We pray with thanksgiving also, not just supplication, sincerity, we should do that, but with thanksgiving. That implies appreciation of all, on our part, part, in other words. Okay, let me say it one more time. When you really uh, pray with thanksgiving, that means you're showing appreciation on your part because God delights in hearing his children say thank you. If you have a child or you have children, there's nothing, I'm pretty sure, there could be several things that really encourages you and, and touches your heart in the sense of when your children say thank you for something you have done for them or something they have received. God is no different. He delights for us to say thank you. And so many people do not say thank you to God because they take his blessings for granted. I remember in the Gospel of Luke chapter 17, there were 10 leopards. All 10 were healed by Jesus and only one came back and said, thank you. Matter of fact, Jesus asked a question in that passage in Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. He said, where are the other nine? Because he said only one came back and said, thank you. Are you a thankful person? Are you a grateful person? Thanksgiving is to be offered at the same time we make a request. Mm -hmm. When you're talking to God, you got to give him thanks. Doing this serves to remind us of all the other things God has done and is doing for us. In turn, it helps keep your problems in the right perspective. Mm -hmm. In turn, this will help keep our problems in perspective. Because life is all about perspective and how you see it. So we must give him thanks. Now you see such praying will result in a fortress guarding our minds and guarding our hearts. God may not, may not always remove the problem right away. Matter of fact, he may not always remove the problem. But one thing I have learned throughout my lifetime in dealing with anxiety, God will give you peace in the midst of the problem 
and the peace that he gives will surpass all understanding, all comprehension, because that's the God we serve. Now, it's a peace that the world cannot provide. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, you must know that. It's a peace that the world cannot provide. When God gives you peace, you got real peace because God will bring peace in the midst of confusion. Now, the gospel says this in John chapter 14, verse 27, but also John chapter 16, verse 33. It says this, these things I have spoken to you that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but give, be of good cheer, mm -hmm. but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Wow. Is not that is very encouraging. Mm -hmm. It's encouraging to me. When Jesus spoke this, he said, in the world, you're going to have problems. You're going to have tribulations. You're going to have a, somebody attacking you. You're going to have haters. You're going to have people talking about other people around you. And you're going to be filled with anxiety. I mean, there's a lot of anxiety going on in our society, on the news, on the radio. I mean, uh, People are just full of things from the past and they don't know how to empty themselves of the garbage that they have received from the past. But you got to cast all of your care on him because he cares for you. Now, it's a peace that guards. Mm -hmm. It guards your heart and minds, you know, to guard garrison. It's like a fortress. See, guarding the heart, which is susceptible to wrong feelings. His peace will guard your heart, guarding your mind, which is susceptible to wrong thinking. See, this does not mean the absence of trouble or problems on the outside, but it does mean a peaceful confidence within. Regardless of circumstances, people or things that would otherwise steal our peace and joy. You got to realize that. God's plan is for you to be at peace so you can realize the Prince of Peace. Now, let's summarize this. Mm -hmm. Let's summarize this or come to a conclusion. Just a few things that I talked about, I think it's important for you to know. Anxiety means you're being pulled in different direction. So to be anxious is to be pulled apart. Worry is a synonym for anxiety. It comes from the word meaning to strangle. Now, from a spiritual perspective, and that's what life is all about, getting the right perspective, anxiety is wrong thinking and wrong feeling about circumstances, people, and things. Wrong thinking is really ignorant thinking. Mm -hmm. I want you to really understand the reason people think wrong because they're ignorant. They're unlearned. They just don't know. They don't have the knowledge. But once you get the right knowledge, you will have different results. You will learn and understand how to defeat anxiety and live a peaceful and joy-filled life. This wonderful peace, experiencing freedom from anxiety, is a result of letting our requests be made known through this kind of prayer. Praying about everything. Praying with prayer and supplication praying with sincere thanksgiving. Now, I want you to know that all this is possible through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7 talks about it. 
and the peace of God, which surpasseth all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. He is the source of every spiritual blessing from God, including the peace that surpasses all understanding. And we must be in Christ if we desire the peace which Paul writes in this particular passage. Do you desire the peace of God? I'm asking you a question. Then you must be in Christ. Galatians 3, 26 tells us, For ye are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Next, you must spend time with God frequently in the kind of praying as taught in the scriptures. My last question, are you in Christ? Do you frequently spend time with God as you should? Thank you for listening to Thinking Into Success. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, click the like and follow button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. I look forward to you being with us on the next episode. Until next time. Thank you.